I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. What do you have for me? Revenge game, Isaac Harris. Oh, it's the revenge game. It's the revenge game for everyone at this point. Load management. Revenge pod. This is a revenge pod right now for all the terrible things that those locked on Knicks hosts said last time. We did a preview game. This is for you guys. This is for Gavin Imagine Shaw and Alex Wolf, if those are your real names. It could be fake names. Imagine what they would say going into this game. Uh, you could probably go listen to their feed and, and figure out what they're going to say going into this that, game. That's true. Speaking of fake names, <laughs> I was talking to somebody as high schoolers about to go off to college, and they're going out of state. Don't know anybody in the whole state, anybody at college, nothing. And they're like, it's crazy how I'm going to go to college and like no one knows who I am. And I used to joke when I went off to college, I'm like, you can legit tell somebody and yeah. go by a whole different identity. Anything. In college. Just pick a, like, a random name. And I just wonder if anybody out there actually did that. Like they went to college and for like four years people knew you by like Drew and your name's Nick. So this just happened. I just listened to uh, God Sham God on Howard Beck and he used to go by Sham God Wells his entire like high school days because he went to a new high school. So he started going by sham God Wells. And then when he got to college, he had to go by his real name. And that's how he had to go back to God sham God. And everybody was like, Oh my God, he just changed his name to God. Like, cause people <laughs> thought he changed his name. So yeah, there you go. Sham God Wells. He had to, he had or to change his name. Oh my comma. God. Oh my sham God. That's what we should say. That's what we should say. It's, oh, oh my, my sham, sham God. God. Holy sham God. <laughs> Uh, what do we have to talk today? On today's podcast, we are discussing mm. Porzingis' return to MSG tonight. Tonight. Isaac, tonight. I'm low-key really hyped for this game. It's coming, and it's a revenge game for the Mavericks. Rick Carlisle talked about it on Zach Lowe's podcast. Mavericks all over podcasts because they're in New York. Yeah. So we heard him talk about it there, and I think they're – the Mavericks are going to go into this game and we're going to see how this team responds to being beaten. Um, We've talked about it, you know, like night to night. They they got beat by New York. We're like, okay, how are they going to respond in the Memphis game? But this is legit. They got beat by one team and now they're going to go out and play another team. So we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about the, uh, you know, what Porzingis' mindset is going into this game and all kinds of different Porzingis things. There's just a lot of stuff to talk about. And so we'll talk about all that, preview the entire game. And, uh, yeah, that's what we're talking about today. It's it's a big deal. It's a real big deal. There's a lot of media members talking to Borzingis and Luca yesterday. A lot of things were said. Not a lot was – a lot of words were said, but not a lot of things were said. I guess we can put it that way. Didn't seem like not anybody a lot of, was Not really, a lot of spicy quotes yeah. that, you know, would lead the tabloids in New York or people were dying for. Uh, pretty good, yeah. Shouts to the Mavs PR team and KP and the work that they're uh, – doing heading into this game because i mean this is gonna be a really hostile game um this is probably gonna be a game i could be wrong in this but i feel like, well this is probably an nba game i know nba game for sure 
that uh, an NBA environment that Luca has probably not experienced before, and as far as yeah, the hostility not. that this is it's going to come from this. Uh, Brad Townsend had a couple good quotes from Luca and his piece today, um, towards the end of it. Of uh, yeah, we'll, we could talk about it a little more in yeah, a second, but just Luca in general. You know the players outside of KP, re- the return of Tim Hardaway to MSG. <laughs> I mean, some big time players have put some big time p- performances up in MSG, and Tim Hardaway could be going for fifty. So, oh, <laughs> Courtney Lee's return. Don't overlook that uh, because Courtney. Yeah, uh, but revenge game all the way around. The fact that they lost the last game at home that means. That changes so much because if they beat the Knicks at home by like 20, what they were supposed to do, like this would all be about KP and KP only. And you go into say, man, we just can't lose this game, which they can't lose the game. But there's so much more to this from a team aspect than the fact that they lost. Yeah, I think at a national level and even, you know, from a local level to a degree, I think it's still going to be all about Porzingis and his return. I think just yeah. people that fans you know and people that are inundated with the day-to-day are going to be about a revenge game for the Mavericks as well but that's because we actually care about the on-court and we don't just care about the narratives part we care about all things equally true except trades we love trades more than anything I freaking love trades so that's what we're going to talk about on the podcast today but before we do Isaac we have another five-star iTunes review question guys we appreciate everybody that goes to our iTunes slash Google Google why did I just say Google wow Google Google bought Apple, I guess, and now it's just corporate everything. I don't know. Just all of a sudden, there's just we need to break up some of these monopolies, I guess. Um, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, if you go, leave us a five star review and a question, we will answer it. We're going to do a mailbag sometime this week or next week because we just have so many que- there's so many questions out there that we don't. Some get to of you answer. out there, literally, I got a DM today of saying, I've I've <laughs> I've created a iTunes account like five times yeah. to and to leave different questions and. They're, they're like running out now. And so to the loyal OGs out here, you've already left a review and a question. This would be a way for you to ask questions too. Absolutely. One of these days we'll do a Slack or a, or a, a Discord channel or something like that for these. But for now, we'll probably just do it on Twitter. This is Sports Game Raider. That's what he... <laughs> Sports Game Raider with a T. Easily my favorite podcast and I listen every morning. I have a question for you guys though. My question is, after the Blazers game... Do you guys believe in ref ball, refs making terrible calls in order for one specific team to win, a.k.a. Do you believe that Tim Donaghy, the spirit of Tim Donaghy, is still alive and well in the NBA? I made up the last part. He just said. He just wants to know if we believe refs make terrible calls for one team to win. Yes, I do. 100%. You You really do. 100%. I do, yes. Wow. Um, One of my favorite... One of my favorite books that I read, um, that I've read in ba- about basketball, was Personal Foul by him, and that book was incredible. It just opened. I I believe a lot of the stuff that he did, you know, that he said, uh, that's happened and stuff. That that book's just crazy. Some of the stuff that he pulls out in that, and some of the yeah, it's just wild. From ref relationships, he talks a lot about about that of certain refs who just had it out for certain players from league memos that was sent down. And yeah, I do. I, I think a lot. Now I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that that Portland game was they wanted the Trailblazers win. I think it's more playoff stuff and wanting certain matchups and playoffs, certain things that makes money. You know, it's just a matter of fact, like Denver 
versus Orlando in the finals, you're just not going to see that in the, the NBA. It's the worst nightmare ever because that doesn't draw in ratings. So to a degree, there's ways for them to sway it. And I do. Yeah, sure. Interesting. So you, you think it's no bias at all? You completely believe that, that guys are out there fixing games still, though. I don't know the, to the degree of that. I would because that's like, this guy's question. This guy's question is: Do refs make terrible calls in order for one specific team to win? Ooh. Um. Oh. Okay. Sure. Direct going into a game saying we're gonna make Portland win. Um, I don't, I don't know about that, but I, I do think that there is, there is stuff that is encouraged heading into games, whether we're seeing some, you know, certain star players get a couple quick fouls sometimes to there's a, yeah, there's a lot of different things that I believe of how you can sway things, but going into like a last play of the game and they're like, we want Portland to win. That's into the ref's mind and they make the call because they want the Blazers to win. I don't know about that, but if that makes any sense. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know if I, I don't think I've never, I don't really think about the refs a lot during games. And a lot of people, they know the names of refs and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not that kind of guy that is trying like looking into it so much. And maybe I just don't pay attention close enough as close as I should, but I don't actively think about the refs. I don't think I don't see trends and calls as well as some other people do. And I also, I agree with the Malcolm Gladwell premise of the world only works because we assume people are telling the truth. <laughs> and maybe it's me just being overly optimistic. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think that that's the case. I think that there's bias. I think that, you know, mm-hmm. players wouldn't be yapping at refs if they didn't think it worked. I think that that is definitely a real thing. But I think that's human error. And I think that's just human bias. I don't think that, like, because this guy's question is like, if... If all of a sudden, say, in, in the Mavs-Lakers game, the Lakers were down, and all of a sudden the calls all started going towards the Lakers, like, was there a thing behind that, or was that just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think there's a, a bigger question of, do you think it's a personal ref bias, or a personal ref decisions of what they want, or is it more of what a league wants? And I think those are two different questions. Yeah, what does the league want? I don't know. Who knows? Money. The league wants the best names in the, these top teams. The league wants New York to be good. You know they want to want them to be good at some point. You know the you know the league wanted KD and Kyrie to go to New York, but the league they can't did, always Isaac. go. I no, I guarantee you. No, they, they did. did go to New York. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> the Knicks. It's funny that New York. The Knicks are called New York Knicks, and then Brooklyn, New York, like that's not a city, right? <laughs> Uh, that'd be like the uh what would you call it the uh never mind that was a bad analogy okay it never really went through the uh <laughs> i was trying to think of an area of dallas and my mind just went completely blank like denton the the deep ellum the deep ellum mavs hey we got a new jersey for it so Hey, and they're okay, on no, store. Okay. They're in stores, and someone has bought one. So you, you no longer if, can discredit if these. That's the, if that's the jersey, where Nick. would they have bought this jersey if it's not real? Also, okay, I'm gonna go on a little rant. How do the how are the Mavericks so bad at this? That the, the court thing. So the court thing with Dirk Silhouette came out on the on the 2K game trailer. Not even the actual game. The trailer it was in, and people saw it, and they found out about that there, and then. 
and they got caught off guard by that. And now the city jerseys last year was on two K too. The city jerseys were in two K last year, and now these jerseys are in stores being sold, and the Mavericks have not announced them yet. Are they just are they afraid to announce them? Which sounds so ridiculous, but. I don't understand how they're either they're either bad at this or they don't realize how it's going to get leaked. Because why wouldn't they have just released them and say they're going to be in stores? Maybe they're waiting for all of them to be in stores till they announce them. And then I'm sure that there's certain things like you send to a store and you're not allowed to post these, you're not allowed to sell these until a certain day, and a store doesn't do that, like doesn't abide by it. Somebody makes a mistake and they sell it a couple days early, and maybe that's what happened. I just can't imagine yeah. like they haven't even announced these yet. It's so wild that someone has bought one already and that they're not even announced by the Mavs. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't have a full answer for that. If I Cuz you're a just corporate a, shill. <laughs> if I could take a personal <laughs> guess at and this is just to, literally a personal guess uh that they're going to get past the KP New York stuff. And once that's passed, they're done and That would be a good because, distraction though. Because it's coming up, like I mean, I mean, it's going to be that Clippers game, so that's been pretty obvious for a while, and that that's going to be happening right before per, you know Thanksgiving. So they got to announce it at some point before that date. So do they? Do they? Or are they just going to walk out with those jerseys, and that's what's going to be? Maybe nah, they've seen the public gonna, backlash from the leaks, and they're like, "Ooh, maybe we should not." Now, Cuban's pretty confident in them, and I, I mean, honestly, I've said this before. Like, people are going to buy them. I think the younger generation and kids, I think they will love them. And that do you those, have do you have jerseys you bought you regret though? I'm not saying that. <laughs> I think there's a bigger conversation. Uh, I think there's a bigger conversation of what buy you know what sells compares to what looks good, and to like no matter what you put on the floor, you're still going to buy it but do you agree that it looks good? this is the reality tv argument you're saying that just because people consume it therefore it is good this is that's this is the the argument that cuban is making too which hey he's a businessman and all the power to him if people do buy it and it does sell then hey you know there's something about it but because when you come down to it what do you want to achieve with your jerseys what do you care more about a twitter opinion or money and honestly, if that's how, how do you measure success in anything? If they measure success of a jersey based off sales, then this jersey could be really successful. But if they measure it off Twitter opinion, they're like, dang, this thing sucks. So it's it's one of those things. Yeah, but this is the this is the Marvel versus DC universe thing, right? If you have, you know, these movies are are essentially the same that they're they're coming out with, but the Marvel ones are so much better. And like they have all the elements. Batman's in really good. It has all the elements. No, sure, but not the, not the uh, Ben Affleck Green Batman. Lantern. Like that one's not good. <laughs> the Batman vs Superman movie was the stupidest movie I've ever seen. But because they had, it has all the elements of things that people would like, and they put you them both Airbender? out there. The Marvel thing has so much, you know, else to it, so much substance to it, and people people do like them. They initially will go to them. Same both movies. They will initially go to those movies, but one will have a longer lifespan because it holds up. These jerseys are not going to hold up. No comment. <laughs> All right. Coming up, <laughs> let's get into the Mavs versus the Knicks game. There's a lot of things to dive into. So coming up, we'll get into Kristaps Porzingis' mindset going into this game. Because, man, what is going through his head right now? There can't. There's probably a lot of things. So let's get into that after this. All right, Isaac. What do we think is going through Kristaps Porzingis' head right now as he's going back? He feels, from the comments that I've seen, he feels like an overthinker. 
mm-hmm. which is a little concerning going into this game. Um, he has talked openly about how you know this is behind him. He he doesn't really want to talk about the experience with the Knicks. That was kind of the stuff that he said yesterday. He also mentioned that this this city is starved for good basketball. That's good. <laughs> which to me was just you know a thing that he said, but. Also, it was a big slight to this team, so that's bulletin board material. In the NFL, that's kind of a bigger deal than it is in the NBA, but that's bulletin board material for another team to put up and say, hey, this guy says we're starved for good basketball. But there's also so much stuff going on on the Knicks side of this. Since the Mavs, they, need, they needed a new bulletin board. If <laughs> since, since the Mavs, they don't use a bulletin board. They use a, uh, a dart board with Jim Dolan's face on it. Um, since the Mavericks last played the Knicks, their coach is all of a sudden on the hot seat. And they have not won another game. I don't know. I okay. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I watch every Knicks game. But what? What? Is, it always blows me away with teams that are supposed to suck, and when they're like their coach is on the hot seat. They did not think they were gonna suck. Oh come on! There's no way you look at that roster and say you're you're competing. Like there's just no way. So I, I agree with you. But also, they're, they're not only down. not competing, they're just not competing in games, game to game. The, the Mavericks game was their best game they've probably played, and they're just, but yes. the other games they're just not competing in. So there's a difference between competing for a playoff spot, which would be ridiculous for them, but then just competing game to game is something different. Yeah, I agree for sure. I mean, you saw the other night they got beat by, what, 20 in the, in the, in the MSG um, by Cleveland. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, they're down but, thirty in the fourth quarter, and that's when it was kind of weird because uh, Steve Mills and um, Scott Perry, did I say it right? Scott Perry, Perry? Yeah, yeah. Um, they both addressed the media, and I'm like, what? Wow, that's weird. I mean, you never see Donnie Nelson. You never see really GMs uh, or presidents. Because uh, Donnie Nelson's the like the the guy in a retirement home as far as his tenure with the Mavericks. Like compared to all the other GMs in the league, he's like, yeah. He's been there like his tenure is a, is like a retired person now. He's like he's over Rick it too. He's over yeah. it and he's not. <laughs> but it's just crazy. You just never see jams address the media after the game. It's almost like they had to take up for that performance and try to reassure people that hey, this isn't about you know this this isn't the norm. And I'm like, uh, really, guys? I mean, come on. Uh, but that's a control the narrative press conference. That's where you want to get in front of everything and say. This is not acceptable to us. We are not, you know, they don't want to seem like they're tanking, I don't think. I feel like that almost went the opposite, though. Like, if they got beat, that's what most people are thinking. I mean, you you get beat by 20 or 30. The thing is, you got beat like that coming off a big win against Dallas. It's not like that was your 10th loss in a row and your third row, you know, third in a row loss by like 20 plus. It's not, it wasn't that. It was just weird. And I thought it brought more attention to it that the GM is talking to the media after the game, trying to take up for him. And yeah, we're anyway. also, we're also not in the New York bubble and in the New York bubble, I'm sure there's a Mavericks bubble. We, we see Mavs Twitter all the time. We see like, Oh, people are all complaining about Tim Hardaway jr. If we're just outside of the Mavs bubble, are we going to know that everyone's complaining about Tim Hardaway Jr.? Probably not. Like that's not going to be as big of a deal to us. But true, inside True. of it in New York, I'm sure that it's a big deal and a bigger deal okay. to them. And so, there's something coming from the Mavericks bubble that obviously we don't, we might not fully understand this. And the jersey you sent, you, <laughs> you sent me a meme about this today, and this is uh, the meme articulated it way better than I could. I was trying to figure out a way to actually say it's it. It's the best but, way, but it's. 
literally just this thought in my head that's been going on over the past few days. The people that I do follow that are part of Nick's Twitter, big Nick's fans, or even people like the uh, Ringer that tweets out me- funny memes about Nick's fans and how much they're calling for the heads of Mills and burying them and just how mad they are at Dolan, the organization. They're just not happy. So why are they so mad at KP Ooh. if KP didn't felt the same way they did? But he's a player, so he can't feel that way, and therefore he wanted out because of Dolan, Mills, and Perry, and how things are ran and all this stuff. Every way he felt, the fans feel right now. So why are they so mad at KP for acting on that? I don't- the meme is the meme is the Patrick Star with uh, Man Ray from SpongeBob. They're in the cave, and he Man Ray picks up Patrick's wallet. He's trying to be good, and he tries to do a good deed. And so he's like, I found your wallet. And then he pulls, he's like, that's not my wallet. And he pulls out and says, is this your license? And it says his name with Patrick's picture. And he goes, yep. And then the meme is like this. So you hate Nick's management. Yep. Kristaps also hated Nick's management. Yep. So you would understand why he would want to leave. Makes sense to me. So maybe you shouldn't hate him. And then Patrick says, F Kristaps. Like, <laughs> and the meme is on Reddit. You can go look at it. But. Yeah, it does not make any sense, but it's the rational fandom of, you know, oh, you were our guy. We we took up for you and then you just you ran out of town, which is, you know, I, we still didn't get to see if if Maps fans would have booed or cheered Dennis, but hey. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Dennis will probably play in this game, so I'm happy for that. And Dennis gets to guard Luca some maybe. Maybe the two yeah. Maps fans that are going to be there will cheer for him. <laughs> That's the fact that more Mavs fans would cheer for Dennis than Knicks fans, that would be... Would cheer for Dennis than Knicks fans yeah. would cheer for Dennis? Yeah, yeah I, I think honestly think so. But yeah, it would be like equivalent to if you're a type of fan and you sat there and complained so much about Carlisle and Cuban and management and how they can't get free agents and all this stuff, and you complained forever about the Mavericks. And then, bam, Luca comes out and says, hey, I'm out, I want to be done, and he gets traded, and it's because he doesn't like management in Cuba and all this different stuff. But you would be mad at Luca because he feels the same way as you? I don't know. I know there's a lot of details in KP's exit from New York and maybe how he, he did it and stuff during the rehab, and I get all of that. There's probably you know details in that that Knicks fans uh, know. But the basis of it, it's... It always in, in intrigued because the Anthony Davis stuff in New Orleans that seems way worse to me than Porzingis. No, the reception, the reception that he would get in New York. That how what he did last year with Rich Paul and crap. No, the the Porzingis thing is going to be way worse than Anthony I know. Davis. But in my mind, oh, it Anthony should Davis be should be worse. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. It should be worse. That's what I don't get, and it, it's going to be crazy on on you know tonight in the garden and i'm super anxious to see how this team responds being a younger team first situation lucas kind of really like this in the nba and i'm curious on this how they all respond yeah it'll be interesting all right coming up let's talk about the actual game let's talk about christoph's porzingis how he's going to approach it and how we think the mavericks going to do in this revenge game against the new york knicks but isaac before we do have you heard of my bookie recently oh yeah i have during Thanksgiving week, my bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. You know how the, the Lions are always playing on Thanksgiving, but it makes no sense, and I still don't know why. I'm now in my mid-20s, and I still have no idea why the Lions play. 
on Thanksgiving because they're always terrible. I mean, that's the only meaningful game they ever play. <laughs> it's the only meaningful It's the only thing they have left, really. <laughs> <laughs> MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose any team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. Against the spread, so you pick the game, you win. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. MyBookie will give all of your money back because it's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. This is what it says, Isaac. It's no risk, all gravy. Ooh. Hmm. Are you a gravy guy? Mm, depends. What Some about gravies. cranberry sauce? Oh heck no! Get out of here. Really? You don't like? You never tried the cranberry no. sauce with the stuffing with the turkey? Come on. You don't no. eat cranberry sauce by itself. That's the thing I always missed about cranberry sauce. Is I always just ate it. And I don't care like, oh, what this, you put. What it is with? this I'm gross Jello? That. I don't want to eat this. But if you eat it I'll... with the stuffing with the turkey together, that's that's the yeah. magic. Well, if you watch, if you eat that and watch Avatar, then it's just a double gross whammy. What a great way to spend a day. What a great way to sit. Have you ever gone to Witch Witch and got the Thanksgiving sandwich? They put the they put the the cranberry sauce on it. It's good. If I want a sandwich, I'll just make it at home. What? <laughs> Witch Witch. So just log into mybookie.ag, make your first deposit with the promo code Locked On NBA. Mybookie will also match your first deposit dollar for dollar, so you can match it. You can deposit something, it'll match it, and then you can bet risk-free on this Bears-Lions game on Thanksgiving, and you can get all of your money doubled or whatever whatever you can do. So make sure you you uh, do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train, Isaac, and get in the action with my bookie. I just went to my bookie, and currently, how many how many points do you think the Mavericks are favored by against the Knicks in this game? Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh... Eight. Seven. You're real close. You're real close. Hmm. The, the Mavs are a minus seven favorite, and uh, the the spread is uh, 110, so you have to bet. Uh, you bet $100, you win $100. You win $110 if you, hmm. you go bet on this game. So go that. Go to my bookie. Use the promo code LOCKDOWNNBA. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Isaac. What do we think about this game tactically on the court? Actual basketball. Let's do. Let's go with the ball and with Brian, or uh, <laughs> scout with Brian. <laughs> I have not thought about that name in a real long time. Holy crap! Wow, Blast I just from said that. The past. Wow! Wow! <coughs> yeah, Maybe that's no, let's, let's, scout with. I was Brian. trying to make a joke. I was like, let's go the scout with Brian. He said he's the the worldwide wobble of X's and O's. So. Scout with Brian, what a guy! How do <laughs> both guys? How do the Mavericks respond in this game? Uh, is it just as easy as trying to limit the Knicks from hitting? You know, the second most threes they've hit in a, in a game this season. They scored the third most points they scored in any game. The Knicks also held Dallas to the lowest field goal percentage of any team that they've played. So if the Mavericks just shoot better in this game, they should win. Dallas also attempted the second least amount of free throws. Among any team the Knicks have played this year, they also grabbed the second least amount of second. That's not grammatically correct, but they had the second lowest offensive rebound total among any team the Knicks have played. There's so many different things that factor into this game as saying that it was just a really bad game for the Mavericks. They just walk into this and play their game, try to make the Knicks adapt to them, or if there's something tactically that the Knicks have to do or the Mavericks have to do to beat the Knicks. No, I think you walk in, you play your game. And you're a better team than the Knicks. You have more talent than them. Your two best players on your team are head to toe. Luka and Maxi. 
head to toe better than the 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 other team. <laughs> and uh, but no, I mean I'm you kidding. look it's at Porzingis. Come on, you look at it. You know Frank Nelikina had 14 points. He was four or five from the three point line uh, last matchup. Rick, Rick Carlisle, when he was asked about the team, like the Knicks hot shooting, <laughs> when he mentioned Frank by name, he's like, you know, Frank Nelikina at four threes tonight. Uh, you know, it was big time for them. That was his subtle way of saying that just ain't happening ever again. Yeah, that'd be so, funny if he mispronounced his name on purpose, <laughs> like that reporter Frank Natilica. <laughs> if Frank Natilica <laughs> shoots like that again, there, you know, I'm, I'm ending it. But no, I mean the Knicks. Yeah, they shot fifty percent that night, fourteen of twenty-eight from from the three on uh, last Friday night. Marcus Morris had twenty-nine points. This is something that uh, Julius Randle only had twenty-one points in that game. It's a shocker to me. But Frank Nilkina hit as many threes against the Mavericks as he has the rest of the season. He hit four threes against the Mavericks. He has hit four threes the rest of the season. That's incredible. He hit Not two really threes bad. against the Celtics, and he hit one three in another game and one three in another game. <laughs> um, wow. You know, Luka had eight turnovers in that game against uh, the Knicks on last Friday. Uh, trust me, I know that because uh, somebody DM'd me and told me that's why the uh, the Knicks won that game. So hopefully he cuts down on that. But Dallas missed 33 pointers. And that came uh, against the Knicks on Friday. They were 14 of 44 from the three-point line, 31%. Uh, you hope that that's just better <laughs> this game, and I think I think it will be. I think you just got to get the bench. We've talked about this before. Can everyone have a good game on the same night? Because that game against the Knicks, your top two guys had crazy nights. <laughs> Luka had 38 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 assists. That's absolutely insane. Uh, Luca line for that night, but KP had 28 points of his own and nine, nine boards. So and shot 50 percent from three. This all is going to start with KP and you know Luca in that Brad Townsend article, uh, Dallas Morning News. He said you know towards the end he said you know it's on us to help him out and to he said I'm going to help him out. I'm going to get him through this. Mm. And they're taking ownership of as a team. They're 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 not dumb. They're aware of the, this moment and. They want KP to succeed, but it all goes back to Rick Carlisle's comment to Brad in that piece of saying, "Hey, it's you got to lose yourself in the team, and go lose yourself." Eminem song. Oh, I was, that's where I was, that's where my head just went. We're incredibly white. Uh, <laughs> but um, the sound from the music, the moment you own it. But I think KP. <laughs> I think he will be nervous. I think we could see him forcing stuff at the beginning of the game. He's going to want to really play well uh, in, in MSG tonight. And uh, I think we just get that out, get the jitters out. I think we could see a uh, – you might feel a, a playoff type of mode from the Mavericks at first because the team's going to want to succeed for KP. The energy's going to be high in the arena. Yes, hostility, energy. KP's going to want to succeed. So you could get some game one – opening tip vibes from the very beginning of sloppy ball turnovers kp forcing it but once they settle in i think that just the duo of luca and kp will take over i don't think it'll be uh i don't even think it'll be a close game i think they win by 15 plus tonight Ooh, let's go i'm on i'm on this with you uh let's end with guessing the starting five because this is a thing we should do every game that we haven't done as well on twitter um who's gonna start Luca, KP, I think Dorian starts in this game because I think they're going to put him on Marcus Morris. 
Yeah, so for reference, last last time they played the Knicks, this is who the Knicks started. Taj Gibson at center, Julius Randle, Marcus Morris, R.J. Barrett, and Nelikina. Uh, Dallas started Luka, KP, Dorian, Dwight, and Courtney Lee with those solid four minutes for Courtney Lee. But, yeah, I mean, obviously Luka, KP, uh, I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think Dorian starts. <clears throat> but honestly, we could see Maxi start. And guard Marcus Morris. He should. Him or Julius Randle because Maxi played Jason Tatum really well. But if I was them, I think I would just uh, I would start Maxi and Dorian. I'd put Dorian on Marcus Morris. I'd put Maxi on Julius Randle, and then just let KP uh, guard Taj Gibson and and pretty much just help around the basket. And then yeah, you start Luca. And honestly. You could start anybody to guard Frank Nelikina. I mean, you could start Brunson, uh, Seth Curry. What about Tim Hardaway Jr.? Are you still in on that? <laughs> I, I really thought Tim, Tim Hardaway was going to start in that Boston game, and he didn't. So I don't know if, who he's going to start against at this so point. So Alfred Payton will be out against the Mavericks. Mitchell Robinson is questionable. He has a concussion. He's considered questionable um, for the game against the Mavericks. So That would be huge for them. There's a chance we could see him. That would change some things, but. Yeah, he would just take Taj Gibson's spot and KP would discard him. So Yeah. So we think it's gonna be Luca, KP, Dorian, Maxi, and Curry. And pick pick a guard, any guard. Pick a guard. Yeah, sure. Let's go with Seth Curry. Cause I mean, one thing we did get from that Carlisle Zach Lowe conversation, he likes Brunson and DeLon Wright together off the bench. Yeah. I mean, that's something he's he mentioned, especially DeLon coming off the bench and that they've played well together. So I think we yeah, I think let's just put Seth Curry in there. Playing two ball handlers with Tim Hardaway Jr. is the best way to optimize him, I think. Yeah. Right? Like, to rein him in a little bit. Maybe playing him with Luka would be the best way. But, hey, if you can't. I mean, if he's got to play some decent plus minus or net rating numbers in some of these lineups. If he's got to play him, then, hey, play him with two ball handlers. So, (laughs) there you go. Tweet us what you think the starting lineup is going to be. Hey, question for you. Who who has more points tonight, Luka or KP? Hmm. KP revenge game, but Luca's playing in the garden. I see. I think Porzingis is going to try a little hard, and I don't think that. And I think the team will want it too. Yeah, this is going to be like Kobe the... Kobe's last game versus Utah. They're just going to be <laughs> dishing it out to him. Can you imagine if KP goes for about thirty five, hits about five or six threes? Will the place just be dead silent? Will it be cheering for him at that point? Will it? It would be awesome if it turned it, if it was silent and then it just like he was going for like forty or fifty. And then it just turns into cheers for him. Or if the Knicks fans just like, yeah, it turned and they just embraced him as like their, I don't know, their dark night of Gotham City who they understood why they, why he left. And they're like, let's go. Let's cheer for the guy who actually got out. And they're not going to do that. They don't like him. But still, I could see either way. I could see Luka going for like a massive game, 40 plus because it's the garden and it's a big moment. But but I think the team and Luca will want KP to have this night too. So. For sure. There you go. So the game tonight, we'll have a post-game. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.